And God said that wisdom is better gained than silver. And wisdom is more profitable than gold. Did, did, did you hear that? Are you reading the same Bible that I'm reading? Because if that is true, and it is, that's a big deal. When you understand that wisdom is more profitable or more valuable than silver and gold, it changes who you are, what you do, and what you desire to be in this life. It changes your life. You get it has your value system turned upside down from what the world says your value system should be. Hi, and welcome back to Live in the Light. I'm your host, Craig Turnbull, and with me in our studio is Pastor Robbie Simons, our teacher. And I said right at the get-go, welcome back, but maybe you're joining us for the first time, or maybe you're brand new to our ministry. We want to let you know what our ministry is all about here. Live in the Light totally believes, we firmly believe, that when God's Word is opened verse by verse, that we will see radical transformation through that revelation of God's Word. We believe that, we love that, we're all about that. And Robbie, we're going to a message today. How does that play out with today's message? Yeah, well, wisdom here presented by the Lord is helping us understand how much transformation can take place. And Craig, I'm not sure about you, but again, it pains me at times to see how my own life, but other believers' life just seem to not be aware of how much wisdom God wants to download into our lives. And we walk around and we're like, how come that happened? And how come that tough thing happened? And why? And half the time it's like, because you're not listening. Because you have neglected what God has said. And that's, again, the premise for this series. That's where the transformation occurs and the Word of God, as He's not trying to hide it from us, He's like, here's wisdom. But listen, the beginning of wisdom is this, as the Bible says, get wisdom. I love that so much. The very beginning of wisdom is to understand you need wisdom. So let me ask you, are you wise? If you're wise, you will know that you need more wisdom. That's what transforms us. That's what God uses. That's when he gets the most glory. That's where we're going today. All right, I love it. So we're in Proverbs for the next few days, looking at the worth of wisdom. Hope you stay with us. Excited for this day ahead. And if you would like a copy of today's message after today, make sure you visit us online at liveinthelight.ca. That's live in the L-I-G-H-T. Or you can phone us up at 1-844-22-LIGHT. That's 1-844-225-4448. All right, the worth of wisdom, Proverbs 3. Once again, here is Robbie. Child, are you listening? Like, like, did you take at face value what God just said in verse 14? I mean, God said that wisdom is better gained than silver. And wisdom is more profitable than gold. Did, did, did you hear that? Are you reading the same Bible that I'm reading? Because if that is true, and it is, that's a big deal. When you understand that wisdom is more profitable or more valuable than silver and gold, it changes who you are, what you do, and what you desire to be in this life. It changes your life. You get it has your value system turned upside down from what the world says your value system should be. But God says so clearly, wisdom is of greater value than silver and gold. The Bible is telling us as clear as day, your bank account of wisdom is worth infinitely more than your bank account of money. Question, 
How much is in your wisdom account? We spend a lot of time thinking about our earthly finances. Spend a lot of time. How much time do we spend thinking about spiritual wisdom? See right here, see right here. No, no, notice this. Notice what the Bible's doing right here. Right here, wisdom is either found or lost. Right here, you choose to operate on what God says or what you think is right in this world. Do you believe God is right? Do you believe that wisdom is of more value than silver or gold? See, because wisdom loves wisdom. Why is wisdom worth so much? Because it yields more profit than gold. Now, the first point, first answer goes in with the second answer, so I want to get to the second point. Why is wisdom worth so much? Number two, here's the second answer. Because it's precious in nature. It is precious in nature. Look at verse 15. She is more, wisdom is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. So why are silver, gold, and jewels so precious? Why are they worth so much? It's because they're so difficult to extract from the earth. There's a reason that dirt isn't worth a whole lot. And there's a reason that jewels or gold or silver are worth so much. For instance, you could go and buy a bag of dirt, 20 pounds, in fact, of topsoil, nice dirt. For 10 bucks, I'm nice, five bucks if you get a good deal. Five bucks for 20 pounds of nice dirt. 20 pounds of gold will cost you today $370,000. $370,000, 20 pounds of gold, five bucks for 20 pounds of nice dirt, right? Now listen, listen. Consider then the worth and the pursuit of wisdom. Wisdom is not just difficult to find. Wisdom is impossible for us to mine or find on our own. Wisdom only comes from God. And that's what makes it that much more precious. But let's go back to the gold example for a second because our world is obsessed with gold as a representation of money or value or worth. Uh, let's take uh, in history um, the California gold rush. I like history sometimes in this way. It's really neat to learn about different things. I studied a little bit this week. The California gold rush took place from 1848 to 1855. And think about it, in this day and age, over 300,000 people rushed to this gold scene in the hopes of becoming rich. The city of San Francisco exists today because of the California gold rush. People were sailing in from all over the world, risking their lives and often dying at sea in the pursuit of gold and the desire for gold. In fact, it was amazing that people on the eastern shore of the United States traveling across the U.S., I guess, would take too long. They found it easier to get in a ship and to sail all the way down the Atlantic to the bottom of the tip of South America and then back up the other side all the way up to the shores of California, 33,000 kilometers at sea, taking over eight months and often dying and losing their lives in the attempt to find gold. Now, as believers, here's our challenge. As believers in Jesus Christ, forget the gold rush. We need a wisdom rush. We need a wisdom rush. Why? Because it's worth more. It's just flat out. Can you imagine if we attempted to find wisdom in the same way that we attempt to find gold? But the difference between searching for gold and finding wisdom is gold comes from the earth, but wisdom, again, only comes from God. And that's why wisdom is worth more. Because when you get something from God, it's more precious than anything that has been made here on the earth. Listen, one is not born wise. Wisdom truly only comes from God. True wisdom is born of God. That is precisely why then too, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 9 verse 10, next week. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Nothing equates with the wisdom of God. But listen, God is willing to hand out wisdom. Amazing. Amazing. Reminds us of the story of King Solomon, who wrote most of Proverbs, not all of it, but most of it. And God says to Solomon, ask what I shall give you. And in wisdom, Solomon asks for wisdom. And then God then responds and says, wisdom and knowledge, listen, listen, are granted to you. See, God is the giver of wisdom. In James chapter one, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously. God is the only one who can hand out wisdom. So stick with me then. That's why a true wisdom rush is really a God rush. The closer you are to God, the more you love God, the more you depend on God, the more you connect with God, the more you glean from God, the more you're built in the word of God, then the more wisdom naturally flows into your life. Because a wisdom rush is a God rush. God is the one who holds wisdom. That's why devotional time is so critical. That's why church is so critical. Just think of what you're hearing right now. If you don't attend church today, you're missing out. You're missing out. You're not hearing what God says about wisdom to understand how valuable wisdom is. That's why small group is so critical to reinforce the things that God wants us to know and see. God is the giver of wisdom. That's why we love him. That's why we pray to him, because we, need, because we need him. So a water fountain is a wonderful source of, of refreshment. God is the only source for wisdom. If you don't drink from a water fountain, you dry up pretty quick. If you don't drink from the fountain of the Lord, then you dumb up pretty quick. You do. Because to drink from God's fountain is to drink in wisdom. Look at more incentive from verse 15. So wisdom is more precious than jewels, and listen, nothing you desire can compare with her. I mean, what a statement that is. Nothing you desire can compare with her? So here's a question. What do you desire in life? Go ahead, think about it for a second. What do you desire? What do you desire? What did you desire today? What did you desire yesterday? What did you desire this week? What do you desire? What do you desire? Whatever your answer was, God says to you today in his word, nothing you desire compares with wisdom. Nothing. Really? Well, that mean, I mean, no offense to the other things that we desire. No offense then, bigger house. No offense, getting better clothes on some shopping spree. No offense, more money and a better job. No offense, bigger muscles so I can impress people. No offense, nice vacation. Like all these things that we desire, God says today, that's, that might be fine in one sense, but compared with wisdom men, they have nothing on wisdom. Let me just read it again. And nothing you desire can compare with her wisdom. Wow, sign me up for that again. Sign me up for wisdom. Why? Because to live with wisdom is to live with a fulfillment and a satisfaction that is like no other that no amount of money could ever produce. See, loved ones, loved ones, look right here, look right here, look right here. If you are wise, you will start to believe this. You will start to believe this, that there's no greater fulfillment or satisfaction or joy that is found like there is in wisdom. Not in, not in the money that you want to make, not in the stuff you want to get, not in the things in life you think you need, not in the, the rest you want. There's, there's nothing that compares. That, that's what God's trying to say to you. So if you're wise and if I'm wise, we believe this and take God at his word and it starts to change us. Our minds become renewed and our hearts start to get stirred and we start to walk in faith for what God actually wants to do within our lives through wisdom. This is why wisdom is worth so much. It profits more than gold. It is precious in nature. Answer number three, why is wisdom worth so much? Because it results in prosperity. Wisdom results in prosperity. Look at verse, verse 16. 
long life. So imagine woman wisdom holding out her right hand and left hand. She's about to give gifts to those who pursue her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Gifts of long life, riches, and honor. Basically, in the Old Testament context, what every person longed for. Long life, riches, and honor. But I believe what's ultimately behind this is the overall blessing that results from wisdom. Another way to look at this is wisdom blesses, foolishness kills us. So consider how damaging foolishness can be to help us understand why wisdom brings long life, riches, and honor. Think of how people's health are brought down. Physical health through foolishness is brought down and at times to death because of foolishness or sinful behaviors. Uh, Drugs and alcohol can cause people to die because of foolishness in the way that they take care of or don't take care of their physical health. Stress and anxiety that cripples us due to our foolishness literally takes years off our life. Literally weakens us in a physical being because our spiritual place is not where it needs to be. Foolishness literally can kill us. Think of the honor that people have forfeited because of foolishness. Think of the wealth that people have squandered because of foolishness. Think of the damaged reputation that foolishness can bring. Think of the devastation of soul that foolishness can bring. Think of the pain and misery and heartache that all stems from foolishness, utter foolishness. You see, see, this is why then wisdom brings long life, riches, and honor when you look at the damaging effect of foolishness within our lives. So when you replace foolishness with wisdom, then enter prosperity. I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel. Let's give me a break. I'm talking about the idea of living in the blessing under the rule of God for your life and therefore knowing the path that he would have you know. I want to I keep breaking this down as practical as we can get it. I think that really helps us. That's part of what Proverbs wants to do. It's what I want to do. Let's take the issue of our finances, for example. Foolishness versus wisdom. This is going to be really simple, but I think it's going to be helpful. Question, when it comes to our finances and wisdom versus foolishness. Do you live beyond your means? If the answer is yes, that is foolishness. Do you live within your means? That's wisdom. It is that simple. I spend more money than I make. Hmm. Foolishness. I don't spend more money than I make. Ta-da! Wisdom. What a concept. What a concept. I only spend the amount of money that I make. Wisdom. But the person who doesn't do that enters into all these turmoil, stresses, creditors. I mean, the biggest stress on marriage often is money. Just just stop long enough to consider, how do we get to this place? Just just the the principles of wisdom are not in place in 99.9% of the times. And you create for yourself situations of heartache and stress and misery often. Do you buy and hoard for self-kingdom? More stuff, more stuff, more stuff. Foolish. Am 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 I accumulating for myself things that moth and rust will destroy? Foolishness. How else can I say it? 
Jesus makes that really clear. Or am I giving generously to the kingdom of God that will have eternal value for, again, all of eternity? Wisdom. Wisdom. You know, like, um, like just this morning, I was in Psalm 49. And I read in Psalm 49 where it says, don't envy those who are getting wealth. I'll just paraphrase. Don't envy those who are getting rich because when they die, they can't take their wealth with them. And when they die, their glory they had on earth goes to nothing and they literally go down to hell. I said, boys, come over here. Come over here. You need to, you need to see this. And I just started teaching them just on the, on, the, on the wisdom to say, listen, don't be envious of those who are getting rich in this life because the moment they die, that's not going to mean anything. The only thing that matters the moment you die is where you stand before Jesus Christ and then you'll start to see some riches. Then you'll see some riches in the air and say, what is that? That's just wisdom. That's just wisdom. Why would I pursue and be jealous over people who have more than I do when in the end I understand it will have no value whatsoever? But foolishness says, no, no, I want it now. This life is the one to live for. I want more stuff now. Foolishness. You agree? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just we got to tell ourselves this every day as we fight the battle for wisdom over foolishness. Do you spend impulsively without thinking, without asking God? Foolishness. Do you ask God what he thinks about something before you buy it? Especially a major purchase? I just think that's, that's wisdom. It's wisdom. Let's talk about honor. Honor. Just practical things about honor. Because the Bible says here that wisdom leads to honor. So do you mistreat your spouse? Unkind to her or him. Don't respect her or him. Don't love her or him. Foolishness. That's not going to produce honor. That's going to produce dishonor. Do you honor or cherish your spouse as the Bible instructs us to? It's just wisdom. It's just wisdom. You win with wisdom. Do you neglect your children? Is it more about your time, your stuff, your hobbies, your thing? Foolishness. Do you love, invest, and spend time with your children? Wisdom. Do you seek to serve self? Is it about you? Foolishness. Are you motivated in the kingdom of God to serve others because Jesus Christ has loved you so much and compels you now to serve and love others, that's wisdom. My point is this. The difference between dishonor and honor in our lives is founded in wisdom. It's just simply operating at the principles that God has given to us because we believe he is right and that he's smarter than we are. See what, again, the Bible's trying to do in verse 16? It says, wisdom's blessing is long life, riches. It's just trying to motivate us to say wisdom works. Wisdom is amazing. Wisdom carries such value. It's motivating us to say, yes, I, want, I believe in this. I want this for my life. Why is wisdom worth so much? It profits. It's precious. It brings prosperity. Answer number four, because its paths are pleasant. Its path is pleasant. Look at verse 17. Her ways, wisdom's ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. I love that. So the path of foolishness, you could describe it as dark, very hard to see, tons of potholes, fallen trees everywhere, roots that we keep tripping on, dark, scary creatures hiding in the woods trying to devour us. As you walk the path of foolishness, listen, you, you find yourself tormented, uneasy, and terribly insecure. That's what happens from foolishness. But the path of wisdom we're learning is pleasant. It's sunny, it's bright, it's full of life, scary creatures, doesn't matter. Peaceful, beautiful stream of life-giving water beside you. Take a drink whenever you want. Flowers are blooming, temperature's nice. It's pleasant, it's just pleasant. This is wisdom. Now, no, let's be clear. The path of foolishness is the easier path to take, but it's ugly. 
But the path of wisdom is the harder and more difficult path to take, but it's the path that is pleasant. Why is that true? Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, where promised life gets harder, but where promised life gets better. And when you know that you are safe from sin, when you know you have the peace of God from the blood of Jesus Christ, when the gospel is running through your mind and heart and soul, and you know you are destined for heaven and no one can ever take that from you, that brings a peace that the world dreams of that is only found in Jesus Christ. That is the path of wisdom. That is the truth of the gospel. That is the way to walk in this life that allows us to have peace in the midst of our turmoil, uncertainty, and chaos. Jesus Christ brings a peace that is literally supernatural. That is in tied with the path of wisdom. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the fruit of wisdom and the path of peace. It is, it is pleasant. You know, I've always loved to say, and I say this to whoever I can, whatever, just, just, just listen, the ways of God just work. They just work. The ways of God just work. You root that in the gospel with true faith in Jesus Christ, they just work. Why? Because God is God and we are not. Wisdom understands that. Wisdom accepts that. Wisdom lives in light of that. And I think what, what, what Solomon here, led by the Holy Spirit, is trying to get us to see, what this father is trying to say to the son, listen, son, you'll be tempted by the world in all these different ways, but you have to believe, listen, just how utterly satisfying wisdom is in the light of the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It was like a, a few days ago, as I reflected upon the grace of God upon my life, and took enough time to just recognize blessing after blessing, a wretched sinner like me, and just the, the, just, just the grace, the grace. You just see grace, everything, all good, good, all good gifts come from heaven, Father of lights in heaven above, everything, everything of any good, it's all grace, it's all grace, it's all grace. And when you see the grace, grace, grace everywhere, what happens, you get very, very humbled, God gets very, very exalted, and tears well up in your eyes and stream down your cheeks as you are overwhelmed at the joy and the beauty of your Savior who has set you free, who lets you live, who gives you all these things, who entrusts you with this and that, and who's moving through, it's just, it's just overwhelming. And the feeling you have as you have that moment of perspective and seeing and walking in the ways of wisdom of God it literally feels in a way that I've never known in any part of the world other than Jesus Christ. It is so utterly satisfying. It is so beautiful. It's so powerful. It's so glorious. It is so meaningful. It is so eternal, lasting. You're like, nothing compares with this right now. Nothing in this world compares to what I know and feel right now, rooted in the grace and the wisdom and the pleasantness and the peace of God, which he can only impart. And when you have that, you want nothing else because you have him. That's the fruit of wisdom. That's the fruit of wisdom. And it makes all the things that we rush to invest in in this world seem like bleh. That's why Paul said, I count all things as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. It's just wisdom. That statement is a statement of wisdom. Its path is pleasant. It's pleasant and full. All his ways are peace. Why is wisdom Wisdom worth so much because it profits, it's precious, it prospers, it's pleasant. And how much you want to bet my fifth point has a P in it as well. Answer number five, because it holds the power of life. It holds the power of life. Look at verse 18. I mean, this is, this is quite something. So the Bible now says to us, wisdom is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her and those who hold her fast are called blessed. What the Bible here means by tree of life, I believe is that wisdom brings vitality, energy, empowerment for life because foolishness drains us. We know that to be true. We need, we need to know that. Foolishness is exhausting. Foolishness kills us. 
but for those who hold fast to wisdom, to lay hold of wisdom. Notice the last word in verse 18, and notice the first word in verse 13. That is called an inclusio. It's a bookend to a passage. It begins with blessed and ends with blessed, with intention by the Holy Spirit as this is written down. What's God saying to us? He wants us to be blessed. Begins with blessed, ends with blessed. Everything in between that sandwich of blessing is wisdom. God wants you to be blessed. He's, trying, he's, he's going out of his way to say, my child, my child, wisdom is the path to blessing. Now, as we conclude here, some of you are like, okay, I'm convinced on the worth of wisdom, but like, Robbie, I need some, I need some intentional spoon-feeding application right now. Okay, like, what do I do? Like, what, like, like, how do I now pursue wisdom? And I'm hoping that you have a sense of that, but let me just, for the sake of, 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 of basic, basic application, what do I do now, Rob? What do I do now? Well, here's, here's what I suggest you do now as you are convinced as to the worth of wisdom. First one is this. Convince yourself of wisdom. That is the absolute starting point. If you don't believe wisdom is worth more than gold, you're not going to care about it. But if you believe that wisdom has more worth than gold, it'll change your priorities. It'll change your life. You got to convince yourself that God means what he says about wisdom. Again, if this doesn't happen, none of the rest matter. You have to believe that God says what he says. He means what he says. Convince yourself. Believe in the value and the worth of wisdom. And when that happens, number two happens. Then connect to wisdom. Four C's, by the way, four C's. I can't can't help it, right? Convince yourself wisdom. Number two, connect to wisdom. Say, well, how do I connect to wisdom? Well, you're doing it right now. You've showed up at church. You have your Bible open, I pray. You are taking God at his word. And now, see, now the key is, well, what do you do tomorrow morning? You got to connect to wisdom. Uh, why do we pray? You want to connect to wisdom. It's so basic. I can't tell you. The, I mean, if I took a survey right now in this room, how many are doing a consistent pursuit of God through the word and prayer? I mean, what would the uh, stats tell me? It's less than half or, or worse. That, to me, is crazy. Why is that? I don't know what the stats are in this room. I'm just saying from general Christian statistics, less than half are pursuing God on a daily basis. I don't get that. Because every time, what I do is I convince myself, without God, I'm dead. So if I don't connect to God, I got nothing. You think I find it easy to leave this church? Are you kidding me? On my own, I'm done. I'm absolutely smoked and toast and refuse on the, on the ground apart from the Lord. I have to connect to him to have anything to say at any time ever. So I don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to get my check mark from God so he'll pat me on the back. Good boy, Robbie. No, no, no. I'm connecting to God in the morning. I wake up early for a reason. Because I need him. I need him. I, I believe that I open up to God's word. I'll be transformed as it happened again this morning. Imagine that. It's that big. And you got to pray. Connect to him. Small group. Church. Personal. See, you're, you're, you're convinced of what is true. Convince yourself. Connect to him. Thirdly, cry out to him. Cry out. If anyone you lacks, ask. And I think, this, I think this cry out. See, if you're convinced, I think it'll lead to crying. Good crying, though. Like that. Cry, cry, cry out for cry out for wisdom. Right? And and listen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Listen, listen, listen. This this is so key. This is so key. Are we asking for it? Because only he can give it. 
Again, it's not something, I'm gonna try harder, I'm gonna try harder, right? See, connecting is not trying harder. Do you hear that? It's motivated in the gospel. It's the passionate pursuit of the God who has loved you and saved you. You want to be with him because you love him, and then he gives to you as a result of loving him and connecting. Not trying harder, it's, it's loving more. It's like, oh God, I need, I, need, I need you to do this in my life. And sit down with your wife, your kids, or your, your friends, whatever it is. Oh, we need your wisdom. You know how much elders of this church pray for wisdom? So you convince or connect, you cry out, and then fourthly this, you will capitalize on wisdom. And what I mean by that is you will have the opportunity today to operate in wisdom. You have the opportunity this week to operate in wisdom. The Holy Spirit will give you door A of wisdom versus door B of foolishness. Choose door A and you win. Choose door B and you lose. So when you have the opportunity, take it. Take it and then watch blessing flow. It is that simple? It is that powerful? Thanks for listening to Live in the Light today. If you'd like to hear this message again or any messages in this series, visit us online at liveinthelight.ca or you can contact us by mail. Our mailing address in Canada is 500 Great Lakes Boulevard, Oakville, Ontario, L6L6X9. That's all for today. Join us next time at Live in the Light. Oh, yeah. I wanna-